Welcome to the Anxiety Slayer series. Our mission is to assist you with creating more peace and tranquility in your life through anxiety release exercises and supportive tools created to slay your anxiety. Welcome to a new Slayer session. I'm your host, Shan Vanderleek, and today I'm thrilled to be interviewing the playful, beautiful, and kind Carol Fogarty. Carol is a lover of chai tea, dark organic chocolate, hula hooping, restorative restorative yoga, and is the mother of three boys. She currently lives in Queensland, Australia. And for the past 20 years, Carol has studied a number of natural healing and spiritual modalities and continues to do so. She's a relax and renew yoga teacher with Judith Lassiter and the author of Rejuvenation Lounge, which is a wonderful blog and is all about encouraging you to put yourself first more often, one breath, one small step at a time. It's about adding more moments of pausing, thoughtful breathing, and intentional rest, all with the higher purpose of creating a deeper, healthier, and wiser connection to your beautiful, true self. Welcome, Carol. Thank you so much for sharing time with the Anxiety Slayer community. We're happy to have you with us today. Oh, thank you so much, Shan. It's an absolute delight to be here. We have been playing Facebook tag for some time now and uh, been supporting each other's work for a while, uh, back and forth between Rejuvenation Lounge and Anxiety Slayer. And I know you've been a good pal of Ananga's for a long time, even before I found your blog and your work. And one of the things that Ananga and I wanted to ask you first was if you could share the inspiration or your backstory uh, about the creation of Rejuvenation Lounge. Okay. Uh, It was something that it just came from within. I had this feeling inside that I needed to write. Um, I was never very good at English at school. I didn't think I could write, but I still had this feeling, this yearning, this tingling, this just kept bubbling away inside that I needed to write. So it was the time when some blogs were becoming known, and I thought, well, that might be a good way to sort of not necessarily put pen to paper, to put fingertips to keys, keyboards, and just explore this writing that wanted to come out of me. And it sort of all began from then. So I just started writing about things that um, connected with me, Um, something that I sort of learned over the early years of writing Rejuvenation Lounge, that if I was writing a piece of whatever I was interested in at the time or reconnecting with or experimenting with at home um, and it had meaning for me, then it tended to resonate more with the readers Mm -hmm. of, of my blog. Um, yes, yeah, so that sort of happened by, I guess, just listening to that voice inside of me saying to, to start writing. And how long has it been now since you've been creating and writing and, and playing on the, on the blog? Um, I'm not one for time. It would have to be at least four or five years. Okay. So you've, um, so you've been consistently showing up to Rejuvenation Lounge to share what's been bubbling up inside of you for quite some time. So you've got quite a following, I suspect. Um, 
Yeah, I have. It's really quite odd because sometimes you write and it just sort of goes out there to the universe and you don't know whether anyone reads it or not. And then um, you start getting feedback and emails every now and then and the subscriber list's gone up. I've got thousands of subscribers. I get tens of thousands of visits each week. If I ever, not that I venture into it that often, but if I ever venture into Google Analytics, it's like, oh, wow. That <laughs> 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 there that sort of read what I do and share the same interests and yes yeah, so I've made connections with um, readers over the years and it's just been lovely. Yeah it's, well it's it's such a wonderful thing I know that for Ananga and I too um, I think we probably look at the the metrics the same as you we don't really look at it that much we just do what we know we want to do and share from our hearts and to support as many people as we possibly can who are suffering. And then one day we look and there are, you know, thousands of people downloading our podcasts and it's, um, we're so grateful, you know, that people are showing up and then it's actually meaningful to somebody out there. Cause you don't know, sometimes you just, you follow what you think is right and, and hope that it's hitting the mark. Oh, Absolutely. The next piece that I'd like to ask you about is about Ayurveda and if you could share with us about how you have been living a life of, of natural living and you know what drew you to Ayurveda and, and those principles and anything that you might be able to share with us on that topic because we're just starting to share more and more about Ayurveda uh, at the Anxiety Slayer site to teach people how they can learn more about themselves and better care for themselves naturally. And you have much to say about that, I'm sure. There's so much information out there about being healthy. My intention is I've got three gorgeous boys and I want to be healthy and vibrant well into my 80s, 90s and when I turn 100. So I'm quite health conscious. Mm. And there's so much information out there. Sometimes it just fries my brain, you know, like, oh, my gosh, do we go raw? Do we go vegan? Do we go, you know, like there's just so much information out there. So a while back, however many years ago, I just thought I'll just disconnect from all that information and then listen to my belly and listen to my tummy um, and listen to my body on eating certain foods and how it responded mm. because we're unique individual human beings. And I'm not too sure how I got drawn. I think about 20 years ago, a long time ago, I, Deepak Chopper came to Australia a long time ago. So I got into reading about him. And once I connected with him, then he obviously um, talks a lot about Ayurvedic medicine in his earlier books. So it's sort of been dancing around me for a long while. And its principles suit my body. Uh, my body's happier with them. Um, the emphasis is on warm food, starting with warm food in the morning. And I've always drunk hot water, not mm. knowing I've drunk hot water, but that's an Ayurvedic principle to warm the digestion. So they say when our digestion is healthy and the fire in our digestion is healthy, then um, our body is able to function to its, you know, to the best of its ability. We're able to absorb nutrients more. We're able to um, excrete and remove toxins far more easily. So I did quite a few of the Ayurvedic things just intuitively prior to sort of connecting with it. And the more I get into it, 
the more I just absolutely love it. I've seen Ayurvedic practitioners in Bali because I go to Bali and do my retreats there. Um, there's an Ayurvedic practitioner down in Byron that I've gone to. I've gone over the, probably the last 10 years, I've gone to quite a few. And it's not about making any radical, quick changes. It's just warm, nourishing food that's gentle on the digestion. And when the digestion is cared for and nurtured and nourished, when we pay attention to our digestion, it affects our whole being, our nervous system, our mental ability. When the digestion is rested, then the rest of us can also rest as well. This is just from my, I'm not an Ayurvedic practitioner by any stretch of the imagination. It's just through my own experience with my body. And how right, it right. Because I've tried the raw food, which is fabulous and it's great for the body, but there's, there's a, just a, a, a subtle awareness of hardness in my tummy, just mm. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I go back to my, my dal soups, then I, don't, I just feel like I'm kissed on the inside. I just mm. feel, I feel like I'm absorbing the nutrients. My tummy's relaxed. You know, everything's doing what it should be doing. So, um, yeah, the older I get, the more connected I get to Ayurveda and the more closely um, I follow its principles. Not rigidly. I still, you know, go with intuitively what I feel. But mm-hmm. That intuition is so so important in in any of our choices, I think, to, you know, to go ahead and experiment and educate and... And like you said, you know, see what works for you. And if raw food route doesn't work for you and you know what does, then you say, okay, well, that didn't work. So I'll try something else or, you know, or I know what works. You know, it's interesting how much better you feel when you allow yourself to live in your body and to to know what does my body need right now. Oh, look, it's so true. And seasons play a big role. So I take, you know, when it's summer, it's warmer weather. You know, I tend to be drawn more to raw, raw foods, beautiful, you know, grated beetroot and carrot salads and things. So there's the, the other layer as well. Mm-hmm. It's working with the energy that's around us, the seasons, and the change of seasons, how that affects our digestion. And it's also another important layer. I think it is. And one of the um, practices that that I like to live by is really paying attention to what's happening locally. And right now what's available, we have loads of peppers and tomatoes and, you know, all this beautiful produce right now. But in December, <laughs> that produce is not going to be locally grown by a farmer, you know, down the road. It's going to be coming from Mexico or wherever, at least, you know, in the States. And, um, and so I choose to eat as much as I possibly can that's locally grown and that's in season versus... You know, just because I can have X or, you know, just because I can have this wonderful fruit this time of year um, doesn't mean that is in my best interest. Absolutely. And there's a disconnection when you go into supermarkets because everything's there all year round and we Mm. lose a connection to the natural rhythm around us, the cycles of the seasons. And I love eating locally grown seasonal food. Yeah, it's... uh... My body stings. <laughs> <laughs> really, our bodies are so grateful when we make those choices, that's for sure. My husband came home today with a large paper bag full of different kinds of tomatoes from his mother's garden. So, you know, grown with love by your mama. 
doesn't get much better than that. And you and you become excited. Like I so look forward to mango season here, mm. and the mangoes are so delicious and so gorgeous for us. And then you start strawberry season, and it's just there's something always exciting to eat and taste. And if you follow the seasons, mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. So tell me a little bit more about you know what you're currently working on, and give us an idea of what the landscape of your life looks like over the next few months. Um, well, I work intuitively. Like I, I, my intention is to live my truth, whatever that might be, however scary that might be. <laughs> and it's got a little bit scary at the moment. I've been doing retreats, a rest and rejuvenation retreats in Bali for 10 years. Mm. Bali's nice and close to Australia, so it's not that far away. And I have this little voice in the back of my head that's been saying, it's probably for two or three years now, that to extend to Europe. Because I have a, the eighty percent of my followers on my blog and on my blog's Facebook page are from states or England or Europe, mm-hmm. and it's a bit of a hike. Yes, it well, is. It's my retreat, and it's sort of constant feedback I've had over the years. But please bring them closer. So I've finally um, taken the plunge, and I've added a European location to my retreat. And it'll be in Tuscany. I found a fabulous venue on 30 hectares and and they grow mostly organic food. So I'm really excited about the venue. So that's being added next year. So I've been working on that and how that might look. Oh, um, how exciting for you. Congratulations. It's scary and exciting. So I put it up on my blog and I've already had um, two bookings already for next year, which is fabulous. My retreats are always small, so which is how I like to do it, so I can connect more intimately with people that come on them. So eight to ten max for the Italian retreat. That sounds dreamy. Yes, I'm looking at and adding a couple more locations in in Europe as my confidence <laughs> uh, gets a bit stronger with venturing over to the other side of the world because it's a like it's 25, 26 hours for us to get. Australia over there, depending on which route we take. So, right. So, hopefully, you give yourself plenty of spaciousness around all of your travel, so you can center and be in a in a wonderful place to give and receive and be. And um, your your retreats sound so so wonderful. Yeah, spaciousness is important. Um, you know, I write about spaciousness a lot. It's it's something that resonates deeply with. And I get, once the retreat's coming up, probably a month before it, I really start connecting with the energy of the group that are coming. And and a lot of my focus is towards the retreat. So I can be the, you know, the best possible version of myself when I turn up to the retreat. That's mm-hmm. um, there. So that means time out. Um, just connecting far more deeply with myself so when I'm there, you know, I can be that best version, whatever that might be at mm-hmm. the time. But it takes focus to do that with life because I've got three boys. and Oh, um, sure. I'm a single mum, so my life's quite busy. Love my boys um, and love my, my creativity. So, yeah, so that's one of the – that's probably the biggest thing I've got happening I always have lots of ideas that come up into my mind because I love tapping into my creativity 
sometimes I have to just sort of hone it back a bit. I understand. For those of us who have that, sometimes we do. We have to just say, okay, okay, okay. So I can completely understand the creative side of those visualization and all of those ideas that bubble to the surface and that get you so excited and then sometimes can be distracting to be able to set those aside and come back to, okay, you know, this is what I'm doing right now. I'm creating this beautiful Tuscan retreat until that's done. (laughs) You know, this is where I'm at. Yeah. I have to have a little, I have to sort of sit myself aside and have a little chat to myself. Okay, Carol, they're all fabulous ideas, but let's just focus on this one first and, and then you can jump into another creative idea. Yeah. So let's talk about how best for people to find you, to learn more about your retreat, um, and to come and and play in the land of Carol. Oh, Um, well, there's my blog, which is rejuvenationlounge.com. And I usually post one article a week. Sometimes I don't. If I don't feel connected enough to what I'm writing, I won't put it up there. I used to years ago. But now I've decided that unless I really feel connected to the article, that there won't be one going up. So possibly one a week. Okay. Sometimes once every two weeks, depending on how I'm going. Um, That's the main way to to, um, contact me. And also I started a Facebook page for my blog, which was not my idea. It was my 14-year-old son's idea. I (laughs) should have a Facebook page. I'm like, no, 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 it's something else to worry about, please. Anyway, so he talked me into it, so I did it. And um, now I've got nearly 3,000 followers on Rejuvenation Lounge's Facebook page. Oh, that's great. That's great. And it's very um, interactive, meeting lots of people. I'm actually so grateful now that he suggested that I do it. It's It's a great, it's like a little community of its own, really. And it's more user-friendly, like I'm there and people can chat to me on the spot. And um, so it's working sort of really well. Well, and that's actually how you and I were able to nail down a date and come together, was Absolutely. No- noticing that you were there and make, or making a comment and then you saying, oh, that's right, we're, we're going to come together soon. So <laughs> that's great. Okay, so on Facebook, and that's the Facebook, and then um, slash Rejuvenation Lounge. That's the page, and then we'll we'll make sure that we share links to your Facebook page as well as to your blog on the Anxiety Slayer site, and that information will be also, of course, shared on the podcast. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with us today before we move on and um, you go on with your day and I go on with my evening? I guess if there's one thing that I've learned over the years is to trust that little voice inside of you Um, because I would never in a million years thought I would be doing retreats overseas, like never in a million years. Um, And there was that little voice inside of me saying to do it and then circumstances then almost – like put the opportunity on a silver platter for me saying, well, if you don't do it now, you'll never do it. And, um, yeah, it's trusting a little voice inside of you, even if it might be scary or unknown or what could I possibly offer. You know, we often go through periods of doubt. <laughs> I know right. nothing, no. Um, 
But it's just that trusting, yeah, and living your truth, whatever your truth is, unique for you. That's um, incredibly important to me to live my truth, irrespective of what the outside world looks like or what comments I might get. Um, but when you live your truth, it's you're just filled with joy every single day. And that's got to be a great thing. So for me, it's going to be a great thing for my boys to see. They are truly blessed to have a mama like you showing them what that looks like, showing them what it means to live intuitively and to live your truth. And, and then also to have the courage to plan these wonderful retreats 26 hours away or, you know, to, to be able to say, okay, I'm ready, I can do this, and, and to let it unfold. Bravo. Yeah. yeah. And one of the reasons I did the retreats too was my, my boys were my priority and I wanted to be a, be here before school and after school and I've just created um, my income, if you like, how I feed my boys around that principle. So what can I do, you know, to create and earn a living to support my boys but be there physically with them and they come on my retreats with me mm. so it's I'm very blessed really oh my gosh and they're they've got to be so excited yeah mama let's have them <laughs> let's go here let's know, go here going, we woke up this morning in seven days seven sleeps will be in Bali again I'll be doing another retreat for some beautiful people all around the world I've got some Americans on this retreat a month ago I had um quite a few from England. So each retreat has a different flavour and a different sort of theme to it, depending on the people that come together. So, Well, enjoy it. You are doing something that I'm dreaming of. I've, I've been doing little local day retreats, and yep. so I'm, I'm going to follow your lead and branch out a little bit more, and then when I'm comfortable with that, branch out a little bit more. How <laughs> good for you. I just you you have been more of an inspiration than you know um from the oh, from oh. the um pictures in resting in shavasana to the pictures hula hooping to um you know just you know our work crosses over between um my coaching business and anxiety slayer and so it I really really appreciate what you're doing and your courage lights my courage Oh thank you and can I just say if you haven't picked up a hula hoop, this is to whoever's listening, if you haven't picked up a hula hoop in years, pick one up. Oh, my God, you can't help but smile. It doesn't matter whether you're good at it or not good at it. Just having a hula hoop around your waist and wiggling it, it just brings laughter and smiles and it's just fabulous. The inner child sort of comes out to play and so pleased. I went to a, the hula hoop classes last time I was in Bali and then I bought myself a really flash hula hoop that pulls to bits. It's a Trevor hula hoop. It's the five minutes on a hula hoop and your whole, if you're in a grumpy mood, you're not in a grumpy mood anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the, oh, great, the great attitude shifter, a hula hoop. It's true. Everyone's got a story of hula hoops and how much fun. I've never heard anyone not tell I didn't have fun with the hula hoop when I was little. Everyone's picked up a hula hoop and had fun with right. it. Well, it's, it's wonderful to share your playful side. and. And to be able to show others how simple it is to tap into their own. 
Oh, absolutely. How simple it is to, you know, pick up a hula hoop and just go for it and, and laugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll be sure to send um, our listeners your way at Rejuvenation Lounge and we'll keep in touch with you and follow up and find out how your retreat went and how things are coming along uh, for your Italy retreat and anything we can do to support you and we'll do so and really appreciate you stopping by Anxiety Slayer and sharing some time with us. Oh, gosh. Thank you so much, Shan. Bless. You're welcome. Take care of yourself, Carol. Thanks for listening to Anxiety Slayer. Visit the Slayer store for supportive tools and resources carefully designed to coach you away from stress and anxiety and into a state of relief and relaxation. You can find the Slayer store at anxietyslayer.com.